interesting now. Let me start that. Yeah, I moved to Hawaii about a year, year and a half ago. I still do a lot of business on the mainland, so I'm still back and forth, but I kind of started growing my hair when I came here. And now uh, when I went out, I, I cut it a little bit once and tied it up once I went out surfing and diving and my back and my neck all burnt. And so now I'm kind of stuck with it right now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so excited that you joined me because I'm so interested in, in all of the things that are happening right now with, with the coronavirus and everything. And it's so different. Like here where I am, we're on the big island. There's only 170,000 people here. And, and it's a very big island in comparison to the other islands. So that you don't see a lot of the sickness and the, we don't see a lot of it here. And even talking to one of my nurse buddies up in Northern California, he doesn't see a lot of it, but you're in Chicago. And, uh, so obviously you're kind of in the belly of the beast or one of the hotspots, right? Yeah. So um, the, the, the highest cases are in New York. Right. And then there's also, uh, of course, also Chicago because we're dense. And I think um, California also somewhere in San Francisco. But social distancing works. Does it work? It really works uh, in terms of, uh, as I said, I listen to CNN, and at least right now, um, the number of cases is on a flat curve, but uh, there's a more mortality. It's going up by, it's up to 26,000 now. Right. I think it was 2,000 in the last 24 hours. Uh, even if there's not a lot of cases, those patients who are already hospitalized, are, some of them, unfortunately, are not making it. Right. But um, uh, I've learned about this coronavirus even before America uh, was alerted to it, just because we went to the Philippines and um, there were already cases start, uh, there were already cases starting in China, not in the Philippines. So when I was in the Philippines, um, middle of January to first week of February, um that's when it became more epidemic not pandemic yet uh and we were actually stuck there because some airlines canceled flights so we made it back here everything was still fine in america and then my friend and i went to egypt uh that was last week of february until first week of march we come back and then we got a call from our travel agent that one of the crew from our cruise in Egypt tested positive for COVID. So my friend and I and all the people who were in that cruise were kind of quarantined. I wasn't allowed to work. Okay. And we got tested, but the test uh, was not that available, readily available. We uh, went to different like emergency rooms and my result came back 10 days later. Not like right now, since right. then, we have now test kit available to everyone almost always and at least in our hospital, the result will come out hours. Not, really? Not yes. And yeah. is it, so you're in the, the pediatric unit now, correct? I work in the pediatric 
cardiac intensive care unit, that means that our cases are mostly surgical cases, babies with uh, congenital heart. And uh, what we do before doing surgery is uh, test the patients. And if they're negative, then we proceed with the surgery. So relatively, compared to the rest of the hospitals, our unit is considered uh, non-infectious. Okay. Do you, are you on call or will they use your, your hospital if they need to, if, if all the ventilators and everything else get overwhelmed? Oh, uh, over oh, I'm not allowed to be on call for other units because, because if I get exposed, even if there's a question of exposure, then I will not be able to work for, for my surgical patients. And that's one of the real fears, right, is that the doctors and nurses and those people that care for the sick, if too many of them get sick, then there's nobody to care. That for is the really, in that's very true. At least in our institution, we have not really experienced shortage in the PPE. Okay. We, we still have enough for our needs, and, um, but we are not as uh, wasteful like before, like we were allowed one mask per day, not like before we can have 10 masks. Like okay. And now lose the mask. <laughs> but now it's one mask per day that you have to use? Yes, yeah, so just to economize on the PPE. Is there any risk of, of infecting somebody from that mask or is that not really? There's always a risk. The, 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 the thought process is that you're really preventing either preventing uh, in infection to spread from you or and or preventing the virus to get into you so obviously if we think that that's what is doing then the virus are strapped in there so when you take off the mask you don't touch the mask like that you you remove it from the ears and then dispose it okay okay Interesting. And, and Chicago is really interesting as well, because there's a lot of um, demographic information that's coming out. I've seen a lot in the headlines about the yes. poor communities seem to be hit a lot harder. And specifically, the black communities in Chicago seem to be affected a, a lot more. But the, 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 what I've been reading, and you would know more than I would on this, what I've been reading is diabetes is also twice as prevalent in those same communities that are being hit so hard by the virus. Yes. Is there a correlation between the diabetes? Is there something to do with race and, and, and genetics? Or do they know why that's happening? Um, it just means that the population who are, the population who is more prone to the coronavirus are, have an underlying disease. They get affected more seriously than the healthy ones. Uh, whether you're irrespective of race or demographics, but obviously, if you're not, if you don't have any access to healthcare, you're going to be sicker over a period of time. So, right. So if you don't have, you don't, if you don't have insurance in the past, even before the outbreak, then you're already sick to begin with, and you're more prone to hospitalization. And but now you're being hospitalized for the coronavirus. Yes. <laughs> yes. You probably don't remember me, huh? I came there, what was it, four years ago? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's been four or five years. You probably don't remember me, but he's also sporting uh, long hair. Look. Yeah. Right. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah it's grown out a lot. <laughs> Cute. Those other three. I'm talking. I can't sign in the iPad. Awesome. Um, yeah, and that's having spent so much time down in South Chicago. That's one of the things that that I really noticed. I, I mean, obviously, because of the poverty and everything else, healthcare is not that prevalent. And the foods and everything else because of the assistance. I mean, it, it all just seems like those places are the ones that are ripe to be hit harder than than the places that are a lot more prevalent. Yeah. And so it's even though the virus seems to be very, it's non-selective, doesn't matter who you are, what race you are, your wealth or anything else, it really seems like the, the, the poorer communities or the ones with the least resources are getting hit the hardest right now. And it's really kind of sad to watch. Yeah, yeah, very true. And you're, what, you're in, are you in Oak Park? Is that where your hospital is? My hospital is uh, in Oak Lawn. Oak Lawn, okay. Oak Lawn. And so I, in the city, I live in the South Loop. Right. Yeah, your house is beautiful. I remember, I remember being there. So what, what do you expect? Because you guys are hit hard. You've already said that social distancing is working. What do you see as an exit strategy so that we can emerge from this? Because if we're keeping 80% of the people in or 70% of the people in, we can't release everybody at once because then they'll all be affected and you're back in the same crisis that started. What exactly. is a, as an MD, what, is, what do you see as a possible exit strategy from this so that we don't see mass casualties, our economy doesn't get hit harder than it already has? Obviously, we'll have, we really have to follow all the WHO recommendations, our Dr. Fauci's recommendations, because they're going to be the front line in terms of knowing the pattern, the number of cases, and when we know it's uh, there's a flat curve now, but just like uh, last night, they were saying they're projecting the social distancing to uh, be in place until like 2022. And the governor of California saying that maybe we can go back to normal, but the normal is not really normal, meaning if restaurants are open, you will see the servers may be wearing masks, you know, things like that. It's not going to be normal. Um, yeah, I, I talked to a, a government person in, in Utah. She says that the normal for them will be, I think it was a reduction of two or three times the amount of tables in, in a restaurant. I mean, for at least for the there next. Still, I think the social distancing will still be in place and mask. Um, absolutely mask until we know for sure that there's vaccine already that will protect people and vaccine takes a while to to develop right was it will there be a time do you believe when there's a herd immunity enough to where we don't have to worry about this recycling back through some of the reports that i said and i'll preface this some of the reports that i read say that we only expect the immunity after we get sick to last for two to three years and, and, and I know that's pretty unfounded, but if that's the case. Well, uh, it's different for different virus. And this is the first time we have experienced with the coronavirus. Um, let's say other virus like measles or chickenpox, once you get infected or once you get vaccinated, 
you're completely protected from them. You don't get it. Uh, but with this virus, I honestly don't know if even if we test everyone for the virus, even those who are asymptomatic and they have the antibodies, the antibody against corona, we don't know if that is protective. And so then also there may be different, uh, uh, you know, different kinds. It can be coronavirus now and then they can mutate to a different corona. So and that's what I was hearing is that they even believe now that there's different genetic codes for the coronavirus from Europe and that of, of China, that they, they believe that there might be already multiple coronaviruses that are coming through us, all started from the same but mutated. And so now it sounds like there might even be genetic codes. I was hearing that in Seattle, that's what they believe might have got here before the... Which is why we don't know what if we got infected with the corona now and we develop antibody, if we, even if we're protected from that the coronavirus may actually have mutated so the next the next time it may be a different corona and we are not protected by by that by by the even the vaccine just like with flu the with the flus we get it every year right you know, we're not we are not like forever protected from it and there are different states of flu flu viruses so we all get we no go ahead sorry i didn't mean to cut you off so that's what I'm saying. We don't know if uh, if um, there is such thing as herd immunity for this particular virus because herd immunity means if you, if people, even those who did not have any clinical manifestations, if at least 40% have the virus, then there's herd immunity. But that is when the antibody we know that we have developed is going to be protective. Yeah. Do you believe there will be an antibody developed for this? There's a lot of money and people on it, but I hear that SARS-1, they weren't able to develop one. Well, no, there are antibodies, but the vaccine to be effective, we don't know. Okay. We oh, don't know. So, so yeah. but the plasma, I, I was reading today, the plasma that they're using from people that have, have the antibody seems to be anecdotally effective. Have, have, do you know anything about those tests or... No, no, I have not. Uh, I only heard an interview from a person who recovered from it, and then they're in the process of collecting all the the, the blood from you know, those people who recovered from the ordeal. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So it's premature to tell. And that's I think that's the 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 really scary thing, and that's why everybody's reacting the way they are. Is nobody really knows who this is going to affect, how hard it's going to hit them, how sick people are going to get, how many of us will get it, if it will fizzle out or keep, there's a lot of unknown out there, right? Yes, uh, the, we sometimes believe as doctors that there's a virus and the way it affects you will also depend on your reaction to the virus. So meaning if you're reacting too much, then you're gonna be, you're gonna have more symptoms. If you're not reacting too much, then you're healthy enough to get rid of the virus without much inflammation or inflammatory reaction, then you're going to be well. And that means you really have to have a good immunity. Okay. And sorry, that's, but, sorry, I, I, yeah, I, I want your information. Okay. I don't want to. So when I, the, the, the actions we're taking now of being locked up, in my mind, we're weakening our immune systems. A lot of us are because we're eating worse exercising less, less vitamin D, and our mental state is deteriorating. 
what can each of us be doing in our own homes to not be a sitting duck waiting for this thing just to take over our bodies and make us sick? What can we each be doing to help us if we were to get this? Okay, so first eating healthy in, in, in the first place. When there's a sun, go out there with your protective mask. Make sure that there's still social distancing. It's not, that's not absolutely uh, forbidden. You know, you don't want to be in a crowd outside. So if you're, lingual, you're uh, living in a single family home, then you can do that. Go out to the backyard to get a daily dose of the sun. Um, I ordered Threadmill because I cannot go to the gym. So activity is very important. And I think uh, for mental health, meditation, relaxation also helps. You can do a lot of... Uh, uh, exercises on your own when you're watching TV. I use uh, for my biceps and triceps, the barbells. I do push up against my table. Anything just to keep you moving or even stretching exercises. It's really, you don't like it, but you have to do it. And I, now is when we're, I think most of us are, everybody's watching Netflix and sitting around and now is probably the time when we need to be doing the opposite I, in fact, have a friend that um, was, he got the coronavirus out of Utah. He has asthma really bad. Every night he has to take an inhaler. Um, but he started planning ahead in case he got it. And about a month ago, he started running every night, four and a half, five minutes. He started running a lot. He started working out a lot. And because of that, he believes that he was affected a lot less when he did get the virus. He only was affected for about a day and a half. And, and yes, that, that is very true. Activity increases your cardiovascular system, meaning you're clearing everything. It's, to me, it's like a washout. And then you're going to exercise your lungs as well. So it's really keeping your lungs healthy. It's really about stagnation of anything. It's stagnation in your body. That's what I think. That's why if you're healthy, you're able to do exercises, your cardiovascular system, your is really supporting your increased uh, uh, level of activity and that will help with oxygenation and ventilation. Okay. So eating healthy, getting outside. Now, getting outside, uh, um, the, the social distancing, I've heard people that are really nervous about this virus, even at the beach. And I've even heard people sitting in their car worried about running their their AC because they're sucking fumes from the outside or sucking that air from the outside. Is it this virus really, it doesn't, I can't remember the, the word where it just suspends in the air for days or airborne. airborne. Is it that way that it can stay suspended in the air to where if I just walk past where somebody was hours ago, could I be infected by walking through their cloud of air, essentially? Yes, like, 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 that's why it's very, you have to be very careful. When I said go outside, um, make sure you're still six feet away from people. And all you need is like five minutes out in the sun if, the, if you're after the vitamin D. Obviously, like even in Chicago now, you, you walk in the downtown, you drive through the downtown, there's nobody in, out there. So I still see people jogging and walking, but they're maintaining distance from each other. So I think that's it, but they also should be wearing their mask. And so it's a balance, it's a balance, meaning not doing anything, 
even if you don't die from the coronavirus, you will probably die from from boredom or yeah, obesity. Yeah. Or I, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of of domestic violence is on the increase. Mental health is depre- decreasing. I even heard in Chicago a couple murder suicide because they were worried that they had been exposed to the virus. I, I never heard of that, but I can. I don't. I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah, it was, it was uh, about a week ago, a husband and wife, they thought they had been exposed. They didn't know. And so since they didn't have any symptoms, they couldn't get a test administered to them. But the stress of having the virus of the unknown of what if we have this led him to, he killed her and then killed himself because of the stress. When it was a suicide practice from what I understand, but who knows? I mean, the mental health aspect of this is one that, and I'm a doer. I travel a lot. I'm outside a lot. I swim a lot. And so that's one of the harder things for me is not being able to get out and do a lot of the things that I used to. Um, Here in Hawaii and some of these other places, they're a lot more restrictive of what we're even able to do. They arrested some people on one of the other islands that were simply paddleboarding because they weren't staying at home. And so it's really interesting. And so, so again, this is not official, but what I do because I have my son with me, we go drive around. We're not getting exposed to other people, but just seeing what's going on with the world is also, it's reassuring that, you know, it's not the end of the world. Right. People, yeah. So just drive around. You're still contained in the, you know, safe distance from other people. You're still wearing your mask. And so just driving around, looking at the city, I think that is safe. But for right. vitamin, that's not it, that's not contrary to you know staying at home. Right, right. But for as far as vitamin D consumption goes, five minutes outside gives your body enough vitamin D yeah. to essentially fight the virus. So that, you don't have to spend hours outside; just no. go no. stand on the balcony for. And then, minutes. if you don't, if you cannot go out, vitamin D one thousand units per day should do it. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's. Um, and then what other, what other vitamins do people need to make sure that they're getting? What are the other key components? Vitamin C, obviously. Vitamin C and zinc, I heard. And um, mostly from the doctors in the Philippines who says that it helps in terms of how, um, you know, for how it will help your immunity. Okay. And I guess that's because they're now finding that the coronavirus might be attacking your hemoglobin. And so the zinc, because of the blood levels, is that, is that what the theory is behind that? Oh, interesting. Functions, but um, not, not, not really, there's not much solid explanation for why it's working. Everything's anecdotal at this point. There's nothing that's really. Hydrochloroquine, some people believe it works, but a study just came out that um, like, I think 80% who receive, uh, 80 people who received it and 90 people who 90 plus who did not receive it there's no difference in their oh really yeah so it might just be a placebo effect more than anything interesting yeah interesting how busy are the hospitals that you're seeing are they super busy or the the ones not yours of course because it's not for this but the other hospitals are they really busy overwhelmed lines out the door like new york not not like New York. We're still able to uh, come up with, uh, you know, keep up with with the uh, cases. Meaning, there are mortalities, of course, um, but not as much as New York. Okay, 
So it's kind of on the edge there where if you guys got much more busy, it would go to the level yeah, of being a little bit overbearing. It really depends on the cases, the, the number of ventilators, the number of doctors who would take care of the number of beds. So, so social distancing in Chicago is paramount right now to keep the hospitals from being overwhelmed. I think uh, worldwide, it's uh, paramount. How long do you think it needs to continue for? Do you have any idea? I'm guessing it's really 2022, but not in this, to, to this extent. Maybe there's a little meaning social distancing should, should probably, um, until after we have the vaccine, that would be effective against it. So at least keeping the six feet from each other, washing hands, maybe masks, yeah. being very cognizant of germs and where we cough and yeah. And how often we go outside. There's no more hugging, shaking hands. It's going to be like acknowledging like what, what most Asian countries do, like you bow. <laughs> Interesting. I, I, is that, do you know if it has anything to do with that or is there any correlation? No, no, of course not. We have a virus and we know that it can be transmitted. So yeah. by you know, con even just contact of the other person it could be in the skin. Interesting. Yeah, there's going to be some definite society changes. Who knows if we're, we'll ever go back to shaking yeah. hands and hugging. And, yeah. you know, I was in, I lived in Italy for two years and you watch how this ran through Italy. And I've been talking a lot about that and they kiss each oh, other. Yeah, on they, the yeah, I know. I know. And, in uh, our country, it's really like, really just like bow. I wonder if it's going to go away for good. If there, if we won't ever recover from this and it'll be part of society that we won't kiss on cheeks and shake hands and hugs any longer. Time will tell. Yeah. Well, yeah, time will tell. But for now, I think not it's much contact yet. So I don't want to take a lot of your time. I just wanted your professional opinion because I respect you and your position and obviously your degree and, and practice. You, you're, and and you're in Chicago. Honestly, the beast. I'm, I'm like right now I'm a mom and, uh, you know, I'm and that's, <laughs> well, and that's, I think, what we, a lot of us forget, too, is the people that are out there that see this disease every day and deal with it and come in contact with it, that's their nine to five or their eight to seven or whatever it is when they have a career, but they still have families at home. They still have kids and wives and husbands and parents. And I forget that sometimes, admittedly, when I'm looking at it and it's me and my wife, we don't have a lot of other people around that mm -hmm. I don't have the risk of, of infecting other people. And, and so I, I admittedly forget that every once in a while, but we need to remember that there are you guys out there that have to go home to your kids and maybe meet grandparents and you have a life outside of the hospital. So what, this is what's going on in the, if you're working as if you're a healthcare worker and you're working like in, in the emergency room, in the OR where you're uh, putting a tube in, in patients who are having suspicion for COVID, they really should be wearing the full gear of uh, PPE. And then, you know, they don't go home with, that with, with their clothes. They have, right. they have to leave everything at, uh, in the hospital. And then when, once they go home, this is actually the instruction to me by my sister, who is a doctor in the Philippines. She has COVID patients she's taking care of. They go in there like astronauts and they leave everything at the hospital. And then also once they come home, 
they ha- they don't touch anything they leave their shoes uh, at the door uh, outside and they they go to the shower right away so 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 that's the best you can do you cannot not show up for your patients right. but you have family and just uh, probably one of the lucky subspecialty where we have a very low exposure because we're not supposed to take care of infectious patients. Uh, understood. What is your sister seeing? Are they, are the Philippines being hit really hard? Is it, um, it, it's, uh, it, it, when I was there in January, it's the, the case, it, but there was zero case, uh, zero case, but, um, I don't really know the exact number, but they're stricter there. The isolation, you cannot go, outside of your zone and it's a very small perimeter unless you have a pass if you go out if you're caught driving um you get you go to jail <laughs> kind of really you really, yeah yeah, yeah meaning it's an offense it's like an offense meaning, i don't think that would fly too well in the u.s <laughs> they're very they're very you know i think more yeah, most asian countries once the government implements something like that, you know, we're, we're used to martial law. <laughs> Meaning we could, we could have martial law and everything, everyone would be okay with that. Really interesting. The country. Yeah. I've, I mean, I, I've been to China and Taiwan, but I've never been to the Philippines, Hong Kong, Japan, but I've oh, never okay. been to the Philippines. Next time. Next I would year. love to. Yeah. It's really a very beautiful country. The pictures that I see and my friends that go there tell me that it's one of the prettiest places that they've been. Yes. Call me when you decide to go, I'll tell you where to go. Well, maybe if you're well, my wife and myself and you and whoever you want to bring, we can all go over there because I would love that. Next year. Next year. Of course. (laughs) I don't think anybody's getting on planes anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, I, I can tell you my sister came here to help me out with my son. She went back home just this Monday. And the, if you want to find something good in this situation, there was, it was only 30 minutes going to the airport, considering the city of Chicago. There's no line of check-in. She was, the, you know, and there's no line of the security. And wow. then in the airplane, she showed me that there, there were, maybe there were only 30 of them. Wow. Yeah, so she, she it felt like she flew first class because she has, you know, so there was still social distancing in the airplane. Even in the airplane. And in they the recycled airplane. air so fast that it was probably uh, a, a, a very her- fairly healthy environment. Yes, yes. Did she get quarantined when she got home? Yes, for so 14 then, days. 14 days mandatory for quarantine. 14 days, she has to be alone in her house. Wow. That's, and that's in Hawaii. If you enter the state of Hawaii, that's what they're mandating here is you have to stay in your house. You can only leave for medical care, not even for food. And so that's, uh, that's, that's very much what they're, what they're doing here. So two more things, and then I'll let you go. The, The first is those of us that have time on our hands that, that are looking to be productive, because that's one of the things for my mental health, I have to be productive. And that's one of the reasons why I'm doing these podcasts is to get good information out from respected people because it's productive for me. But what else can we do to be volunteering or helping or 
masks, time, money, what is it that we can be doing to help the medical field? I think the medical field will get its help from the government. Okay. What I really worry more about are the people who doesn't have, you know, who lost their job. Yeah. That's the part of this that uh, the economy is. Yeah. So I know there's also like a stimulus for them to get something, but those who are not affected, I think should donate so that these people can get by. I think even $10 a day will be a lot for, for these people to get three meals. Yeah. Um, outside of my normal, my business expenses, I'm shocked at how little money I'm spending right now because I'm not. Yes. I'm not, yes. no gas, no food. So even, even $10 could really go a long ways for somebody yeah. just for their food. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking into. Like, where do I go to, should I go door to door? You know, that's not the way to do it. I don't want to donate because I really, I want, I want to be, I want it to be personal. So, yeah. So I, this time, at this time, you people realize how blessed they are. And then it's also time for compassion and empathy for those people who lost a lot, not just their health, but you know, their uh, means of living. Okay. Yeah. That's um, great advice. And that's, that's where I would like to figure out how to help as well. I've been considering and tell, tell me your thoughts on this. I've been considering here in Hawaii, we have a very old population in Hawaii. It's, it's not a young population. And so I've been considering on a day of the week or something else, offering a service to go pick up their laundry or do their shopping for them and then deliver it so that the older generation doesn't have to get out into the streets and, and become affected. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I appreciate that because I really want to help and be productive. But a lot of times I sit there and wonder where can I do it and how can I be effective and productive? Yes. I think what will help them too is, you know, as you said, you know, being contained in their um, senior home, how can they get sunlight? But I don't know the how how it is in terms of you know safety i think it's really healthy for them to go outside like for us we can go shopping for go for groceries i think that's actually the activity that i look forward to once a right. week yeah it, it gives you a different like it is it, 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 yeah yeah you know it takes away the depression yeah a so little this, taste of normalcy yeah and even talking to that stranger at the cash register or something else seems to help a little bit. Yeah. Just talk to somebody other than normal people that you talk to every day. And, I'm telling uh, you, speaking out from the door and then seeing like even like for a minute of fresh air would help. So yeah, this is really tough. This really tough, most especially for the senior. Okay. My mom, my, my mom actually is doing very well. She lives upstairs she's there so i call her uh, every day if she needs something i bring it up to her and she's not exposed and she's um a very uh you know she has a close relationship to you know god and she watches a lot of um 
shows about what's going on. So she's well informed. So she keeps her mind busy. So awesome. I'm blessed to have a healthy mom. She's 83 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's also really important that she doesn't get infected because she's of the most, most yes. Um, yes. vulnerable. Yes. Wow. I think, I think stress is not good. Right. Because it also lowers your immunity. So if you, whatever it takes for you to, to release the stress, as again, if you're not, uh, you know, if you don't believe in Christianity or if you're not religious, breathing exercises and meditation, really just get the stress out. Okay. It, it should help. And I think there's so many people that sit around and watch social media, watch the media, watch the news. I know, I personally know a lot of people that are stressed 24 hours a day, seven days a week that this, that's going to get them. And they're almost making themselves sick, worried rather than boosting their immune system awaiting. I'm sure you've, you're feeling it. If you did that, you're, you're, you cannot do that. You have to get up and do something. Okay. That's uh, why, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's why, you know, I, I think it's important even just moving your body, whatever you do, dance. You know, uh, I just learned from my niece about this just dance, the Nintendo. Oh, okay. That would be fun. Anything to keep you moving. I'll send you a link to a guy on Instagram. My wife does it every day. He's a guy okay. that was on, um, he was on uh, the, so you think you can dance? He's on one of those, but he's a professional dancer. He's been on some of Britney Spears and J-Lo's music videos. When this all happened, he just dresses himself up in ridiculous outfits and he does a 20 minute dance party. And now there are <laughs> thousands of people that join him on this dance party. Yeah, yeah. Send me the link, please. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll email it over to you. I'll have her send me the link and then I'll email it over to you. So it's great. Okay. So, any one last thing in parting that you want to make sure that anybody that listens to this would, would want to know about this? I think um, my opinion is, solid opinion on this is we should really feel connected. We are in this together and um, social distancing, um, be, stay informed. That's all we can do, really. Um, there are advice there, advice from the government, from the CDC, from who, and we should follow them. Okay. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. I know it's valuable, and you've got your son and your mom you've got to get to, so I appreciate your time so much. I'll make sure and email you over a link. Uh, I'll go to my wife now and get it and email it over to you right away. Thank you, Josh. Okay. See you sometime whenever. Yeah. Okay. When we go to, when we go over to uh, Philippines. Sure. Okay. All right. Thanks, Leo. Okay. Bye. Bye.